0: If I could get you to turn in your Bibles to the book of 1 John, chapter 4. 1 John, chapter 4. Sunday school, Brother Stover had us read verses 7 through 12. And uh, we're going to go a little beyond that this morning. We're going to read 7 through 14 (laughs) in the morning service this morning. uh, And look at a few things uh, concerning love uh this morning uh first john chapter four uh beginning in verse seven it says beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone that loveth is born of god and knoweth god he that loveth not knoweth not god for god is love and this was manifested the love of god toward us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father, we are so thankful, Lord, that you loved us enough to send your Son into this world to be our Savior. Lord, I pray that, Lord, as we experience that love, Lord, as we claim that love for our own, that, Lord, we would then, Lord, be challenged, determined, Lord, to share that love with others. Lord, I just pray now this morning, Lord, we put all the thoughts and activities aside focus on your word as we look at it here this morning, that, Lord, you might be glorified in and through your people here today. Lord, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when we look in in verse 7, we see uh, a directive, if you will, to love. We're, we're, We're given an instruction to love. Okay, it says, it says there at the beginning of verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. Let us love one another. Now, uh, we're not talking about, and uh, Brother Matt put it last night, there's three different kinds of love, and one has to do with a, uh, what, what did he call it? A, a look. A, the, the love of of what we see in, in one another. And, uh, and that's not the love that's being talked about here, and, uh, I, I don't believe. The, the love that's being talked about here when he says, let us love one another. I believe he's talking about uh, a love that prompts us to action. And he, he gives us uh, the directive here to love, and and there's three parts of that directive here in this verse. In verse 7, it says, listen, let us love one another, and it tells us here, first of all, because of the source of love. Let us love one another, uh, and it says, because love is of God. Uh, Let us love one another, for love is of God. Listen, the source of all love is God. You love someone else because God placed that in you. If you love God here this morning, it's not because you got up one morning and said, I think I'm going to have an emotional feeling toward God. It's because God loved you and gave Jesus Christ for you. And as he loves you, he draws you to himself and as we draw closer uh, to Him, we develop a love for Him, and, and this directive that we're given uh, begins first of all because of the source of love. And you can say, well, well, Pastor, uh, uh, you know, I, I can love something without being given that love from God, and that's not true. God is the source of all love. He is love, the Bible tells us. And and it says uh, here that uh, love is of God, and it says everyone that loveth is born of God. So the the directive to love here is, is because of the source, but it's also because of our relationship. See, it is... It is hard for us to love those that we do not know or many times, uh, like, you know, Brother Matt reminds me often, I don't have to like him, but I do have to love him. I'm given that directive. Okay. How many times a day do you remind me of that? Never mind. Never mind. But, Love is a directive of God, not only because he is the source, but because it is a relationship. It says, you know, he loved us. Uh, it is born of God. Love is born of God. It, it, it's, it's everyone that uh, for love is of God. That's the source. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Listen, if you're here today and you're truly going to love with a biblical love, the first thing you need to do is experience the love of Christ in your own life. You have to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You cannot experience true biblical love until you understand the love of God and experience that in your heart. You can do that here uh, this morning if you've never trusted Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior. You don't realize uh, the love of God in your life. uh, This morning, we know that God loved you so much. And I believe uh, from, from study of Scripture that if you were the only one on the face of the planet that had sinned and needed a Savior, that God loved you so much that he would have still sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for the forgiveness of your sin. That's how much God loves you. And if God loved you that much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for your sins, he shed his blood as a sacrifice, as a payment uh, for your sin because of his love for you. Uh, and, And he says, if you'll just ask him, to forgive your sins and save your soul in faith, believing that he loved you that much and that his promise is true that he'll forgive your sins and save your soul, then he'll do that here this morning. But if you're here this morning and you can say, Pastor, there's no doubt in my mind that I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I know that his spirit dwells in me, then not only uh, have you experienced his love and you know the source of his love, but you have a relationship with him. And that relationship is is one where he wants you to show his love to others. Now, it it was interesting. It seems like everybody was walking on my message this week. Because um, Brother Stover, he starts out in this passage in Sunday school. Last night, uh, Brother Matt was talking about uh, spreading the love around, you know. And uh, I, I had been thinking about this message, and, and, and I thought about this uh, in terms of a, a job I used to have. When I was going through Bible college, I was uh, a, a supervisor at a cross dock operation. Now, I'll explain that for those of you that that don't understand the terminology. A cross-dock operation is basically where the the warehouse receives uh, things from a factory and splits it up into different routes to go to different places. Okay. Now, in our case, we had uh, four factories, but for uh, illustration here, uh, this morning, let's just focus on one, okay, so uh, there was a factory in London, uh, London, Kentucky, not London, England, okay, uh, and and that factory would send to the warehouse all kinds of baked goods, um, there was honey buns and there were fried pies and, well, the fried pies, I think, came from another uh, factory, but... Uh, There was donuts and all different kinds of donuts and all of those types of things. Okay, and what they did is they would come in on trucks, and they would back up. Now, we might get a truck that was two-thirds loaded with honey buns, cases of honey buns. Okay, but all of those honey buns weren't going to the same place. Some of them were going uh, to California. Some of them were going to Texas. Some of them were going to Tennessee in Tennessee there, some of them were going to Florida, uh, and and we had 62 routes that we had to put these honey buns on. Now, all of these honey buns and and the other product all came from the same place, right? Our job at the cross-dock operation was to take all of that that had come from one source... And ship it to hundreds, if not thousands, of other sources. Now, if we think about the love of God in that respect, if you're here this morning and you are saved, you are a cross dock operation for the love of God. The source is Him, He is the source. And as we receive the product, as we receive his love into our life, our responsibility, our job, if you will, is to take that love and distribute it to everyone who needs it. That's a few more than the few thousand that we went to. Because his directives also tell us that we're supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But we look at that, we have one source. That source of love, as as he gives us that love, and as we look at those things, we are to to take that, and we are to look around. Now, I had it easy in the crosstalk operation, because the the folks in the office, the office help, you know, the folks in the office—they gave us manifest, okay. And now we might have 18 stops on a truck, but each one of those stops had so many honey buns and so many powdered donuts and so many crunch donuts and, and whatever else there was. There, uh, uh, Danishes—we did a lot of Danishes. Uh, anybody getting hungry? <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> but what we did is we had a manifest and that manifest told us okay this stop needs this amount of this product we don't have it quite that easy when it comes to distributing God's love you know why because there are a whole lot more destinations and Everyone needs, well, in one respect, it's a little bit easier because everyone needs the same thing. They need love. but it takes on different forms. Some of you might say that's true of food, you know, It's, it's all the same. It just takes on different forms. But we are to be a cross dock for Christ's love. He's the source. He sends it to us. He gives it to us. Uh, We have that relationship with him, and as we have that relationship with him, we are to turn around, and we are to give that love to others. And, you know, we can do that in a variety of ways. Now, at the cross dock, it was pretty simple. You separated it out into the different routes, and then you packed all the routes into the truck in the order that... uh, in reverse order of the way they were going to be delivered, okay? And and you did all of those things, and then the driver would get in the truck, and he would head for the destination. And when he got there, you know what he expected when he opened the back of the truck? He expected the right order to be, or the right the, the right product to be in the right order on the back of the truck so he could deliver it and go on. That's what he expected. Okay. Uh, and usually he got it. <laughs> okay. But when it comes to Christ's love, every stop is going to have a different need. Every stop is going to have a different need. And We look at that and we can say, well, how can we be that cross dock? How can we be the one that takes the love from the source and distribute it, distributes it to everyone that is in need? Well, first of all, we need to look for those that are in need. You know, uh there are people that we will meet on a daily basis that are in a, in need of seeing God's love in the life of us who have it. Not only that, we have opportunity and, and next month we're going to have a whole bunch of folks in here that are going to be presenting ministries and talking about the mission field and doing those different things. And they're going to be here. They're going to be talking uh, about taking God's love and distributing it to others. And we will have an opportunity to be a part of that. We will have an opportunity to take God's love through our finances, through our prayers, uh, through our encouragement to the missionaries. We have an opportunity to take God's love that has been bestowed upon us, that has been channeled to us, and give it to others. And and then uh, we see here in in verse 7, not only is it because of the source and because of the relationship, uh, but also because of the fellowship. Verse 7, it says, Everyone, uh, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God, And everyone that uh, that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. You see, we're never going to love like we ought to until our relationship, our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ is what it ought to be. When our fellowship is right with Him, then our love towards others will be right. And, And so... We're given this directive to love, and we're given these these three reasons to love, and we see that it is actually God's character here. It says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, again, love is not this emotion. Love is showing others that you care through action. Okay, and and here he said he says he that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. Wow, there's a good barometer for our lives, isn't it? When we stop and say, how do I love others? Because how we love others gives us an idea of how much we love God. It's a barometer, if you will. And then we see, down in verses 9 and 10, we see the action of love. We see the directive and, and God's character in it. We see the action of love in verse 9. It says, in this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The action of love that we see from the creator the love that we see that would send his son to this wicked place uh, to bleed and die uh, at the hands of guilty men because he loved us so much. And the action of love uh, makes plain the love. It, It makes it apparent To anyone who will take the time to look. You know, uh, it's easy to see a parent that loves their child. And it's easy to see a child that loves their parent. You know, it's easy because all you have to do is look at how they interact with one another. You just watch it. You watch it for a short time, and, and you can tell that one loves the other one, that one's going to do for the other one, and it makes it plain. And God made his, his love to us plain when he gave us the Lord Jesus Christ. He made it plain to us. Uh, his love is not difficult uh, to follow. It's not uh, hard to uh, And and his promise to us is not hard to understand. I think I said last Sunday, you know, when we're talking to others about Christ, we have no need to make it difficult. It's supposed to be plain. It's supposed to be simple. God loved you so much that he gave his son to die for your sins. And if you'll ask him to forgive your sins by faith, not doubting, but believing that God will do it, he'll save your soul. What a wonderful thing that is. What a wonderful love that is. Do you know what goes beyond that? He loved us so much, he not only gave us salvation, he not only gave us his son, but he says this. He says, I'm going to give you purpose. What a great love that is. I'm going to give you purpose. I am going to give you victory. I'm going to give you blessing. I'm going to give you all of these things. Why would he do that? Because he loves us. Because of his love for us. He makes it plain. Secondly, we see a focus. On helping others. He sent his son. Listen. Was it to God's advantage. To send his son to this earth to bleed and die for us. It it didn't do. I mean God. God's the creator God. He could. He could make another. Another race of people or he could make uh, eliminate this one and and start all over again and he could make those that 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 would serve him and and be obedient to him and 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 he really had no purpose other than his love for us in sending his son his focus was on helping us his focus wasn't on helping him I wonder how our love is towards others. Is our focus on helping them? Is our focus on on taking God's love and showing it to other people? That's the action. And then we see the example verses 11 through 14. It says, Beloved, if God... So loved us, we ought also to love one another. He starts out, he starts out in verse seven, and he says, "Let us love one another." He gives a directive. Then we get down to verse eleven, and he not only gives us the directive, he says, "Let us love one another," but he says we ought. Love one another. It it, it shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't even be a decision that we have to make. It should just come natural to the Christian. We're going to love one another. Uh, We're going to follow that example. If, If God so loved us, we ought to love one another. It says, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Now I had to stop and consider that statement for quite a while when I was studying for this. Because how in the world can we perfect The love of God. How can we? God's perfect, right? God's love is way beyond our comprehension. God's love is greater than anything that we could possibly know other than knowing Him as our Savior. God is so far above us. How is it? that we can perfect God's love. As sinful men, as those clothed in the flesh, how can we perfect God's love? By the way, that word doesn't mean make perfect, Is in no fault, because there's no fault in God's love ever. So we are not not perfecting God's love in the sense of making it without fault. Our purpose is to perfect God's love by making it complete. How do we do that? By giving it to others. That's how it becomes complete. That's how God's Love is perfected in us. He says here in in, in this verse, in verse 12, he says, No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. It's, It's made complete. Do you know that God's love is not complete in your life just because you've accepted it. It's not. It's done great things for you, but it is not complete. It is not finished just because you've received it. It becomes complete. It becomes perfected when you share it with others. That's when it's made complete. And the Apostle John, as he's writing this, he says, listen, it's going to be perfected in us. It is it's perfected in us when we love one another. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And by the way, the only way we can give the love that he gives us is through his spirit. Okay. But we see the completion here in verse 14. It says, And we have seen. I'm going to leave out a phrase on purpose. I'm going to leave out part of this verse on purpose to make an illustration. Now, I'm not changing the Word of God here this morning, okay? But let's read it like this for just a second. And we have seen that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. It's an eyewitness account, right? We have seen that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. We know it. We have the knowledge. We know that that God sent Jesus Christ here uh, because He loved us. We know that. But that's not the way the verse reads. The verse reads this. And again, this is if the love of God is perfected in us, then we can read the verse as it is written. It says, and we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior. See, it's not complete, folks. God's love in us is not complete. It's not perfected until it's testified to others. That's the way it is. And so when we look at this and we see that we have a directive and we have the character and we have the action, And we have the example. How is it that we can do anything but be a cross dock for God's love? Take what he's given us.